Welcome to the next episode. We're not, we're keeping track in the title. We don't need to keep track in the actual podcast itself. This is Trevis Talks. Uh, today, we had the two NFL games for uh, the conference championships against 99% of the world's preference. Freaking Tom Brady decided to uh, pay off some refs, have some ridiculous calls there at the end, and squeeze himself to another Super Bowl appearance. Uh, but as I record this, it's roughly middle third quarter of the Chiefs-Buffalo game. Uh, I'm rooting for the Chiefs to win because the Buffalo Bills do not have the team capable of beating the Buccaneers uh, because their offense is kind of like a one-trick pony. It's quarterback, uh, Allen, receiver digs, and that's pretty much it while the Chiefs have, you know, a zillion weapons, and they're all super, super fast. Um, and they also have, you know, the, they're also the defending Super Bowl champions, and they have one of the best young quarterbacks who's, who's already, you know, breaking records in his early career. So they have a, I think they have a nine-point lead at halftime. So, yeah, hopefully they hold on to that, because they're the only other two teams that I feel like I'm pretty comfortable that they'll uh, stop Tom Brady from getting another gash-dang Super Bowl ring. But, what was that? So as as I'm recording this, I'm sitting on the futon in my office, and right behind the futon is a a window. Uh, I have, you know, curtains on and everything, and I swear there are like, it's not like two birds fighting each other. <laughs> in the like bush right, be, right next to the window. Sorry, caught me off guard. Where was I? Uh, in terms of work-wise, just knocked out a bunch of stuff uh, for karma. And then um, didn't go to the house, but I did notice that there are the uh, flooring people were there today as well to you know, expedite the flooring. As I mentioned, I'm still pretty ticked that uh, that a, 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 what, I, what I consider a massive purchase was done uh, on my behalf without my notice until after the fact, even if it was deemed 100% necessary. Uh, so tomorrow I'm at some point, I'm sure I'm going to go to the property and, uh, I, I would assume if they spent all Saturday and Sunday working on it, cause all they, Friday they did the living room, but then they, un, they not, I don't say tore it up and like tear the pieces up. They just undid the floor, put that padding down. They spent a crazy amount of money on and then put the flooring down again. But if they spent like a full day, Saturday, a full day, Sunday, I can only assume that the flooring's done when I come there on Monday. It would have to be. Like, there's no way... What do you do? An eight-hour day Saturday is 16 hours. 16 hours? There should be plenty of time to lay flooring down. It's not glue flooring. It's the uh, it's the snap panel stuff. Uh, the click and lock or whatever they call that, that flooring. Uh, the vinyl plank flooring. So yeah, hopefully uh, when I get there tomorrow... It'll be done, and uh, I don't have to worry about it. Uh, I just checked uh, before I started recording. I wanted to make sure. I, I ordered the, one of the first or second things I ordered for this house was um, a appliance bundle that was extremely on sale for Black Friday. So I actually bought this on Black Friday, uh, knowing that I was going to be getting this house and closing on this house in mid-December. And... Um, I wanted to make I wanted to triple check what the deliver expected delivery date was that I chose, and then make sure that's going to that address, not my my home address. Uh, and then I checked, 
and I thought it was February 1st, so I thought it was going to be, you know, a week from Monday, but I checked it and it said February 8th, and I was like, that's weird, but I, just because I assumed we were going to be a lot further uh, away than we, than we actually are, because we, you know, we're, we're a lot closer to the end than, than previously calculated, which is always a huge plus, because that saves money on interest payments and all that stuff, and, you know, and utilities and, and, and whatnot. Um, so yeah, February 8th is the expected, uh, delivery date. I tried to move it up. You can only move it, uh, later. You can't move it earlier. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then I think I mentioned yesterday that the wine fridge was canceled. The order, I just, just out of nowhere, just, just a notification email. It was so weird at like 11 a.m. on the dot in the morning. Hey, by the way, you know, this is canceled. And I'm like, how is that possible? And they actually replied to me over the weekend, even though their support, quote unquote, doesn't work on the weekends. They're like, yeah, we didn't have this in stock. And I go, why did it take you seven days? Like I ordered this like a week ago. Why did it take you this long to say it's not in stock? When I order something, like maybe 48 hours, 48 hours, 48 business hours is what I would expect to be told. That something's not in stock. I don't know. But yeah, definitely not ordering from them. So I ordered this new one from uh, Home Depot. And I think it should be arriving maybe, I don't know, I forgot. Either late this week or maybe the first, maybe a week from tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, but it's pro- most likely going to be arriving before the other appliances. So we can get that in. Um, but yeah, we're we're in the nitty gritty here where... You know, once flooring's done, cabinets go up, and flooring, baseboard, cabinets, uh, you know, everything kind of is falling into place. So it's, you know, it's it's building, it's spending, you know, two months, not even two months, a month and a half building the puzzle pieces, and then like a, two weeks just putting all the puzzle pieces together. So it's like designing the puzzle pieces and like, okay, we have, we have all the puzzle pieces. Let's put them together now and creating a wonderful puzzle that will sell for $350,000 to $360,000. I don't have any wood around me. So I'm going to knock on my fake wood floor. Uh, but yeah, um, it's pretty much it. I just stayed home. Just stayed. I mean, <laughs> I was I just about to say I stayed home all day, but that's what I do every day. I never leave the house. I work in my home office. I just stayed in my home office for a majority of the day and worked on a few things and planned some more stuff out. And uh, something else that my wife and I have been considering or me explaining kind of something I want to do and her being along board with it per se is um, doing a cash out refinance of our current residential property because we have about... Mm, a little over a hundred thousand in equity. I want to say like maybe one ten, one twenty, maybe probably one ten, um, but like a hundred thousand equity. So do we do like cash out refinance because the mortgage rates are historically low? So cash out refinance, so get a brand new you know mortgage with the crazy low rates there are, and then have the, all that extra cash. Let's so if it's a hundred thousand, let's say cash out refinance, we get an amazing you know deal where it's, we get eighty percent of the equity. In that, so we get eighty thousand dollars, you know, minus let's just say, even though the fees will never be ten thousand dollars, let's just say there's ten thousand dollars in fees, so we actually get a payment of seventy thousand dollars added to our bank account for doing the cash out refinance. So we get a new mortgage, so it resets. Even though we were five years into this one, and this one is a lot cheaper, we reset the mortgage, and then we uh, you know get seventy thousand bucks pretty much handed to us. 
And then with that, what we can do is we can split that in half and we can do, we can uh, buy two properties, get uh, two more mortgages, buy two properties and put a $35,000 down payment on each of those. So we would technically have three mortgages, our residential, and then two would be for rental. And then we, of course, I would do my due diligence, my, run my numbers as I always do, and find properties where I can get uh, a pretty decent rental monthly rate uh, that would definitely over uh, supersede the, the cost of the mortgage and the, and the expenses and stuff. So if you know we get a mortgage that's you know $1,000 a month, but I have, you know, I can rent it out for $1,800 a month, so minus property management and, and everything else, then, you know, as long as we're making, you know, $200, $300 minimum a month, then we're just, you know, we're, we're just having, we're just accruing passive income and, and gaining equity on those properties as well, uh, where, you know, let's say the areas that they're in, we hit the jackpot where in a year they, they, both of them gain $50,000 in equity. We can do the same thing, do cash or finance with those, and then take that money and just keep adding more and more uh, properties um, to our portfolio. And that method, strategery method, is called the Burr method, which is B-R-R-R-R, which is buy, buy, rehab, in case you know the, the, what you buy needs some rehab, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. So a B followed by four R's, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. So you're simply just getting a property, fixing it up, renting it out. Once it accrues its own equity, take that equity out by doing a cash out refinance and take whatever the equity you got out of that and then use that to get another property and do the same thing over and over and over again. So you're literally just getting, you're just, so at that point, you're just, I mean, including the equity in our property we own right now, we would be simply adding houses to our portfolio for, without actually buying them. We're just, you know, tapping into equity nonstop over and over and over again. So it's not like we're taking, you know, 30,000, 50,000, whatever out of our pockets and buying a house. We're just tapping into equity. And because equity continues to grow, houses continue to appreciate, equity, buy a house, equity, buy a house, equity, buy a house, equity, buy a house, rent, 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 rent. And then, you know, it, it gets to a point where, well, it'll get to a point where, we're making, you know, a very significant amount, even if all of the properties have mortgages, the the rental cost will still give, let's say, let's say for argument's sake, let's just say like a bare minimum, like for argument's sake, like every property gives you $200 a month after, you know, the, the rental minus the property management fees minus the actual mortgage on the house. Let's say for some reason that you get $200 a month, I'm sure it's going to be more than that, but let's just say for argument's sake, $200 a month. Well, if you get five of those, if you get five properties, I'll make in two hundred. Then that's a thousand a month. If you get ten, you're getting two thousand a month, and that's twenty four thousand. Uh, that's twenty four thousand dollars that you're just getting on top of your house is getting more money in equity. So it's just a constant growing uh, money tree, which is everybody's goal, of course. Um, not everybody's goal, but it's definitely my goal. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm planting right now, planting seeds for the money tree. Uh, but yeah, it's just. Just that same, that, that, that Burr method, just, you know, tapping into equity and, and continuously growing it and growing it and growing it and growing it, where, um, I mean, we can make enough where, 
you know, let's say we, we get a situation where we get a jackpot where the house is so cheap that we don't need like a crazy mortgage on it, or we get to a point where we can tap in equity on all the, like, let's say we have five properties at once we, and we tap into the equity, do a cash or refinance on all five of them at the same time. And let's say we collectively get like 150,000. So let's say each property gives us 30,000 in equity. So we have $150,000 cash. Well, the next property, instead of, uh, in theory, not saying that this is what we would do, instead of just getting um, another uh, property with a mortgage, we can just buy it outright. And then if that rents out for $2,000 a month, then that's that's just $2,000 a month, you know, you know, just coming back to us. So... Let's say, what did I say there? Did I say five? So five, I said, if, if, if everything's making 200 with a mortgage, so it's $1,000 a month, and the scenario where we buy a house outright and it's making 2000 and that's all going to us, well, let's just, okay, let's say property management fees and all that crap. Let's say 1500 then. So 1500 is what we get out of it. Then we're now getting $2,500 a month. Um, yeah, and it's just, there's, there's so many di- different options you can get, but planting the seeds now, and then mortgages don't last forever. I mean, if you keep doing the, the cash out refinance, they will. Um, but in theory, mortgages don't last forever. There's always, you know, 15 or 15, 20, 30 years on them where, you know, when we're in our, our mid, our mid to late sixties, then we, I mean, we would, I would have definitely retired by this point. Um, but mid to late sixties, we have no mortgages, just in theory. Just talking out loud here, because I'll just say everything's got a thirty-year mortgage on it. It'd be a lot quicker if, had, if everything had a fifteen-year mortgage on it. But let's say they all have thirty-year mortgages on. It. Just make the mortgage payment a little bit less. Well, we retire. We're I'm re- retired way before sixty, but you know, mid to late sixties, we have you know twenty properties that are making two thousand dollars a month. I mean. The math there is if you have 20 properties, if we, if we have acquired 20 properties in our portfolio in the next 30 years, or even in the next, you know, five to 10 years, so the, in theory, all of the mortgages would be uh, paid off, you know, by the mid to, to late 60s, then yeah, if we have 20 properties and, and with, you know, the cost of living and everything going up, especially the $15 an hour getting boosted, uh, the minimum wage, then $2,000 average for 20 properties that is $40,000 a month which is uh, a pretty nice thing so we would definitely and that's all passive income such as houses and just rent it out and property manager takes care of everything and we're just literally living on you know $40,000 a month not doing anything so yeah the goal is to enjoy that portion of life a lot earlier than late mid to late 60s uh, to get to a point where you can enjoy life but then once that you know once the mortgages start start dropping off, then sky's the limit. But yeah, that is my my thoughts in the pod for today. I'll catch you guys tomorrow. See you.